Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. I'm Dylan Tyre, and this is Believe in Ohio State. talk about some bad news before we get into that i hope everybody has had an excellent past week times are tough right now especially with the news that was announced yesterday the big 10 postponing the football season as well as the rest of fall sports in the conference the pac-12 followed suit right after and i mean this is kind of what we talked about last week with brendan gulick of buckeyes now sports illustrated's branch to cover ohio state and we talked about the things popping up, the the group, the unity groups popping up of students raising their concerns, um, providing demands that they wanted their conferences to meet, and it feels like that's where things kind of went wrong with the Big Ten because at this time last week, talking to Brendan Gulick, it felt like we were still moving towards a 2020 college football season. And to be completely honest with you, at times, I didn't feel like there was going to be a 2020 college football season. But the more I talked to people, and especially after talking to Brendan last week, it felt like things were still moving in a positive direction. But that's obviously no longer the case. And and like I said, the key is the Big Ten postpone the season. There's still the possibility that they play it in the spring. And in direct relation to Ohio State, talking about Ohio State, The Buckeyes have announced that they're not planning on going to a different conference if other conferences are planning on playing football this year. The Big 12 came out and said they plan on playing conference games this season. They're going to have a a season as previously scheduled. I don't really know the process of what it's going to be like if some schools, we've heard Nebraska out of the Big 10, really, really wants to play this season and, and they're going to seek out every possible option to do so. Ohio State has said they're not going to do that, that they're focusing on playing in the spring. And while that's a good idea and it's nice to think about, and the prospect of having football at some point this year is really, really nice to think about, I it's hard to imagine happening. We've we've heard Urban Meyer these past couple of weeks, if not this entire month, talking about 
spring football and how he doesn't think it could happen. There's so many factors, so many variables that have to go into that to happen. And I'm going to get into the leadership from the NCAA, from the Big Ten Conference in a little bit, but the leadership has to be together and there has to be a plan in place. I mean, we've seen with the NBA, we've seen with the NHL, these bubbles work. And I don't know how possible that would be for collegiate athletics. Who knows if the NFL has any plans for some sort of bubble? Who knows if the NFL is even going to work? So first and foremost, if we want to have spring football, the leaders of the Big Ten Conference and potentially the NCAA are going to have to come together and create some sort of guidelines to make this possible. But where you run into the the biggest issues is like what I talked about with Brendan last week and what I already talked about here is these unity groups of student-athletes popped up and they have their demands. They they want these things to be met. They want to ensure that they're going to be taken care of if they get COVID and if there are long-term effects of COVID, which we don't really know about yet. We've We've already heard 10 Big Ten athletes already have the heart condition that comes along with COVID. So, I mean, that's a big red flag. But there was no plan in place. There there was no no time, really, to— or there's no time now, I should say, to get a plan in place in the month that we have until the season was scheduled to start. There's so many demands that have to be met. And, and college football, college athletics, for that matter— might look extremely different in the coming weeks and and certainly ahead of next season whenever that happens. But getting back to where I was about playing in the spring, there are just so many factors. And we don't even know if the coronavirus is going to be gone by then. All I'm hearing is that we hope to be able to play in spring 2020. There aren't any plans in place, and that's the biggest problem. It's mind-boggling, it's baffling that there weren't any plans in place from the conferences, there wasn't any conversation from the NCAA. We had four months to talk about this, and nothing was done, which is extremely infuriating to fans of college football and people that cover college football. It's a shame for the athletes because there are so many of these guys that aren't going to be eligible anymore, there are players that wanted to prove themselves to see if they could take the step to the next level and provide for themselves and their families in the National Football League. I mean, Joe Burrow sent out a tweet yesterday, uh, the first overall pick this past season in the NFL draft. He said that if this had happened at this time last year, he might be looking for a job right now. And that's not a job in football. That's a job in the real world, working at a desk somewhere. And that's because Joe Burrow, his first season at LSU, frankly, was not a very good quarterback. And you might say, you know, an LSU quarterback is going to get drafted somewhere, even if they have an okay season. Sure, sure, I'll go with you for that. Joe Burrow likely wouldn't have been a top three-round pick, let alone the Heisman Trophy winner and the number one overall selection. Joe Burrow is a multimillionaire now and has been able to do a lot in terms of charity work for his community in Athens, Ohio, because he was that number one overall pick, because he was able to play college football last season. And now because there was no planning, little to no communication, nobody's going to have that opportunity this year, and that hurts. And, and that gets me to my next thing, where you, you might say, if they get everything in line, if there's no more COVID, if everything is okay to have a spring football season, 
why is a player like Justin Fields or why is a player like Sean Wade going to be motivated to play football in the spring leading up to the NFL draft? Those guys are already bona fide first round picks, might even be top five, top 10 picks. Why would they go out on the field and risk their health right before they're going to be drafted into the National Football League, right before they're going to realize their lifelong dreams of being drafted into the National Football League and make all that money for themselves, for their family, for anybody that they need to help out, for their communities like Joe Burrow did, anything. So what's the point? Why would those guys play? Nobody is going to play. Nobody that is draft eligible this year, nobody that has a chance to be an early round pick, Nobody like that has any reason to play this year. And that stinks because, you know, you want to see Justin Fields play. You want to see a Sean Wade play. You want to see Wyatt Davis play. All these guys on the Ohio State roster, and and that's only the Ohio State roster. There's so many other players. Trevor Lawrence, you know, all guys like that. You want to see them play because those are your guys. Those Those are the players who make your favorite team good. But there's no reason for them to play, and you have to respect that because they're doing what's best for themselves, and it's not their fault. It's the fault of the administrations, the the Big Ten Conference leadership, the NCAA leadership, which frankly wasn't leadership. They didn't get any sort of support, and you really have to respect what some of these schools are doing. They're in the Big Ten Conference in particular, you know, the Ohio States, the Nebraskas, the Penn States, they're angry. They're upset. Their staffs, their administrators, the student-athletes, they are fighting. They were fighting, but there's nothing they can do now. They were fighting hard to have a season this year. It's like Ryan Day. Ryan Day stepped in. I mean, to go off on a little tangent here, Ryan Day came in when Urban Meyer was out for all that nonsense that went on a couple seasons ago, inherited that team, helped him go 3-0. and It looked like, okay, this guy's ready. He's the head coach in waiting. He steps in for a living legend in Urban Meyer, one of the greatest college football coaches of all time, and he doesn't even miss a beat. And then he has to deal with this to start off his second season. And he he did a fantastic job. He says all the right things. He represents his team well. You get the sense that the players really love Ryan Day, that the coaching staff loves Ryan Day. The fan base absolutely loves Ryan Day. And he was fighting for everybody. He was fighting to have a season this year, but there there just wasn't that ability to meet anywhere in the middle. And to be completely honest with you, I don't know if it's the right decision to have college football this year. I mean, COVID is a bad thing. You know, people's lives are at stake. So many lives have already been lost. But it sucks that there's no college football because everybody loves college football. And like I said, the thing that is the most frustrating to me is as it's all coming out right now, there wasn't any conversation about it. There was no planning. The pl- The preliminary meetings on how to handle this happened this week. They're happening right now. And they had four and a half to five months to talk about all this. And they simply didn't. They were just hoping, I, I suppose they were just hoping that the coronavirus would go away. They heard about it five months ago and they said, oh, that'll be gone by college football season. Well, we're a month away from when we were supposed to start and it's still here, and we still haven't even approached flu season yet when coronavirus could get even worse. So, I mean, this is just a failure from start to finish. The Big Ten Conference leadership, the NCAA leadership, it hasn't been leadership. There hasn't been anything like that. There needs to be some sort of direction. 
And that comes from the NCAA. There needs to be some sort of direction for college football. Isn't it absurd that all these different conferences are acting on their own? There's no uniformity. There's no decision-making. There's no coming together about anything. It's like the Big Ten fall. Well, first off, the MAC fell. Then the Big Ten falls. Then the Pac-12 goes, and the Big 12 comes out and says we're having a season. And as of me recording this, we don't know what the SEC is going to do. But if the Big 12's having a season, why why wouldn't the SEC say we're, we're having a season too? I mean, the fact that there's no uniformity between the conferences is just crazy to me. And that stinks, especially for conferences like the Big 10 and the Pac-12, Power 5 conferences that have fantastic football players. And frankly, football players that go there to go to the National Football League. So you're failing all of those guys. And players are saying Ohio State Ohio State came out, you know, there were plenty of Ohio State players that the football team, I mean, not just the football team, but the other programs, athletic programs at Ohio State came out when the Big Ten Unity Committee or whatever it was that had their demands. Ohio State came out pretty strongly against that, and they said, we want to play this season. We understand that that the players that don't want to play, they don't feel comfortable playing. Their parents might not be comfortable with them playing. They don't have to play. That's fine. They can opt out and still have a scholarship. But we want to play, and we should play if we if we want to play and if we're willing to play and if we're if we're willing to kind of put some of those demands aside. We want to have this season. We want to have a chance to showcase ourselves to National Football League scouts to showcase ourselves to the country to frankly play for each other because those guys love each other and they want to play for a national title. I mean, that's what it all comes down to, really. And you got to look at guys like Jonathan Cooper, who's a fifth-year senior for Ohio State, former five-star recruit that didn't play at all last season, a guy that's really trying to prove himself to teams. He doesn't have a season now. He's a redshirt senior. He doesn't have a season. Who knows what's going to happen to him? A player like Baron Browning, that's another former five-star recruit, didn't play a lot leading up to last season, was a part-time player last year, is a very highly rated prospect this year, but scouts, I mean, NFL team scouts, they needed to see him play this season, and now he may lose millions of dollars because there isn't a season, and you know, boo-hoo, these guys are on scholarships and we're talking about millions of dollars, but it matters to a lot of people. It matters to people outside of the football players, too. Think about all the people that that work at Ohio State football games, the hourly workers, all the people that work on the TV crews, all the people that work the other fall sports at Ohio State, the ushers, the concession stand workers, the broadcasters, the officials, everybody. All those people are going to be affected. The businesses in Columbus with no college football are going to be affected. But it's a colossal failure because... There was no sort of direction from the top. No communication. And that is completely baffling to me. The more and more that I read on Twitter, the more that I hear from people that know what they're talking about, it's like these conversations just started this week. These conversations are happening right now when they could have been happening for the prior four and a half to five months. I mean, for crying out loud, we had a schedule come out last week. The Ohio State schedule came out last week. The Big Ten schedule came out last week. There weren't any plans in place when the schedule's coming out? Like, what a joke is that? A week later, because the the student-athletes have some demands they want to be met, they want to ensure that they're going to be taken care of if they're putting themselves at risk? 
that cancels the season? You didn't think about that beforehand? You just thought these people were dumb enough to step on the field and play and put themselves at risk? What, 13 of the 14 Big Ten universities are planning on having their students on campuses this fall. The only school that's going online is Minnesota. So, I mean, aside from football, all these kids are going to come back to school, but you can't have a football season? You can't come together and talk about that? I mean, have they talked about the kids coming back to school yet? Is that such a great idea if we can't have college football? And, I mean, there's aside from the COVID issue, we've had conversations about concussions before. Players want to know they're going to be taken care of if they have serious concussion issues. I understand it's a pandemic and and your life is at risk when it comes to getting COVID, whereas concussions can put your life at risk, but there's no kind of guidelines there there, or there's nothing that you can say, oh, well, we did this for concussions or we believe this about concussions. We can't do this for a pandemic. We can't do this for COVID-19. I don't know. Just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me how there was no communication or, or leadership from the top. And it really is frustrating given that we are not going to have college football this season. That's a tough pill to swallow. As of right now, we're going to have the National Football League, and it looks like the NFL is going to play on Saturdays if there's no college football, but we still might we still might have some college football. The Big 12 might play this season, but, I mean, there's still so much that's up in the air right now that we know nothing about. I don't know what conversations are being had How is the Big 12 going to have a season, or or the SEC, how are they going to have a season if the Pac-12 can't? How does that make any sense? And and what are the players going to do? Are they going to have rules where a player from Ohio State can transfer to one of the conferences where the teams are playing there? How is that going to work? It, it, It really puts things up in the air for college athletics. It makes things extremely difficult. There's so much they have to figure out. And you're telling me they're going to figure this out in a month if they hadn't talked about it for the prior five months? I just don't see it happening. I don't see college football happening. Now that these dominoes have fallen and we know what we know, that there was no contingency, there were no talks ahead of all this, ahead of today or ahead of yesterday, ahead of today, ahead of this week, ahead of last week, everything that's popped up, there were no conversations. So you expect those conversations to happen and you expect a plan for hundreds of teams in Division One college football to formulate in a month, I just don't see that happening. And when, when it comes to the spring, like I talked about at the very beginning here, I want to be hopeful for the spring because I love college football. But how is that going to happen, and how are we going to get the football that we want? We just don't know. There's no definitive answer when it comes to this pandemic, and we're still... And, and when I say we, I mean the NCAA and all these conferences are still hoping that they're going to have college football, but there's no plan in place. And it doesn't sound like they're talking about it. The Big Ten released a statement yesterday, said, we hope to play spring football. Well, do everything you can to make it happen. Stop hoping. I mean, we've seen it. We've seen it in the NBA. We've seen it in the NHL. The bubbles work, and and there's a lot that goes into making a bubble for these. I mean, is it financially viable? Can they get everybody in the bubble? Football teams are way, way bigger than NHL teams or NBA teams, but if everybody wants to play, there's got to be a way to make it happen. There's 14 teams in the Big Ten Conference. There's 24 teams that started off in the NHL bubble. They made it work. They haven't had one case. Can't tell me that you could quarantine these football teams, you could do something, but 
I mean, that's not for me to decide. That's not a conversation for me to have. That's a conversation for the people that are in charge of the Big Ten Conference, in charge of the Pac-12, in charge of the Big 12, in charge of the SEC, in charge of the NCAA. They should have been having those conversations months ago, and they didn't. And because of it, we're not having college football. And you may be wondering, what am I going to do with this show now that the Ohio State Buckeyes are not going to play this season? And we're going to keep going. There's still things to talk about. I mean, the, the way news has been breaking these past couple of weeks, there's still going to be news going forward about college football, about Ohio State football. And I just want to commend Ohio State for the way they've acted around this. Ohio State has been a leader. They've Their student-athletes, the football players, their voices have been heard. They've been doing a good job. They've been saying all the right things. Ryan Day been saying all the right things. Gene Smith, guy wanted there to be a season. He fought, but it's not going to happen. But we're going to continue to talk about Ohio State football. The NFL is going to happen. We're going to talk about NFL players that went to Ohio State. We're going to talk about the draft. We're going to talk about the guys at Ohio State, the prospects on this team that aren't going to have a season but that are still going to be drafted into the National Football League. We're going to hear from people. We're going to tell stories, hear stories. This show will still exist. We're still going to talk about Ohio State football And hopefully, I can give you a little taste of the football that you're going to be missing this fall. And it hurts. It sucks. I get it. I get it. And and if you want to talk about it with me, go right ahead. You can message me on Twitter, at Dylan Tyre, D-Y-L-A-N-T-Y-R-E-R. Any questions you have, be happy to answer them on the show. We can have a private DM on Twitter if you want. You can also send me an email, DylanTyre at Mac.com. D-Y-L-A-N-T-Y-R-E-R at M-A-C.com. Let's just talk about college football. Let's talk about the Ohio State Buckeyes. Let's talk about the NFL. Everything I do will have an Ohio State spin on it to give you a little taste of the Buckeyes that you're missing. We're going to keep going on. We're going to continue on. And it's going to be okay. There's going to be college football again. I know it stinks right now. I know Columbus is a football city. I know Ohio State fans are diehards. And it stinks to not be able to watch Justin Fields ever again in an Ohio State uniform. It stinks to not be able to watch Sean Wade. It stinks to not be able to watch Wyatt Davis. It stinks to not be able to watch Pete Warner and Tuff Borland, Baron Browning, all those guys. It hurts. Ohio State was going to have a huge season this year. They were going to be very good. It stinks to not be able to watch this team compete for a national championship, to play in the Big Ten championship game to play in a major bowl game, to potentially play in the college football playoff, potentially win a national championship this season. None of that's going to happen for the Ohio State Buckeyes, and it stinks. But we're going to keep talking about Ohio State football. We're going to try to make things better, because that's all we can do right now, right? It's about as bad as it's going to get for the Ohio State Buckeyes football team. It's only going to go up from here. We're going to make things better, and we're going to continue to talk about Ohio State football. So that's it for me. That's it for my little rant about the Ohio State football season being postponed, in air quotes, canceled for all intents and purposes, as long as I'm concerned. That's it for me. I appreciate you guys sticking with me. I appreciate you guys joining me today. This is the first time I haven't had a guest on the show, and I I just wanted it to be me. I wanted to talk to you one-on-one about how I'm feeling about Ohio State football, because like you, I'm a fan of Ohio State football. I love watching the Buckeyes, and it stinks to not be able to have that this season because that's what we always look forward to when the fall starts but we're going to keep pushing on we're going to keep staying positive we're going to keep talking 
about the Ohio State Buckeyes. And that's why you should believe in Ohio State. Keep believing in Ohio State, because football will be back. Thanks, everybody. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.